you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We got bass, we got horns, we got Michael LaFloria, we got me, Marcus Grant. That means it's the Startup Sit'em Show. It is a Friday. It is week 14. It is the final week for you to try to make the playoffs in your fantasy league, at least most fantasy leagues. So uh, this means a whole lot. No pressure at all, right? None. None whatsoever. <laughs> I know all of you out there will be logical and be like, I ultimately made the decision. Uh, of course, that's how it always goes. Right. That's how it always goes. I don't have somebody in my DMs already telling me that maybe I shouldn't have told him to sit Ezekiel Elliott after he put up 20 plus points. I said sit ZK last week and I got more messages than ever in my life. I told everyone to start Zeke. Crickets. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, this is the Stardom <laughs> Sidham Show. He's Michael F. Florio, and he writes the Start Sit column every single week on NFL.com. You can find it at NFL.com slash Start Sit. See how handy that is? We're going to have the top starts and sits of the week. We're going to tell you who's going to pile up the points, and Laquan Jones is going to join us a little bit later to talk sleepers, which are very important in a week when you have to make the playoffs, especially when there are two teams on a buy, because why would they do that? Uh, let's start, though, at the quarterback list for week 14. Florio, tell us who is up and who is down. I think Russell Wilson is in play, as is MV Purdy. Tua always brings a lot of upside. Love wins. Start Jordan Love this week. Justin Fields as well. My sits. This one's a little spicy. Justin Herbert. Uh, Geno Smith, because 49ers. Matthew Stafford will talk about. And I don't care who starts for the Saints. I think you sit their quarterback this week. So no Derek Carr, no Jameis Winston, no Bobby Hebert, uh, none of them. Just just sit all of these Saints quarterbacks this week. Uh, let's go and start with Justin Fields, who really has played well this year. Um, I know he spent a lot of time injured. We got to see Tyson Bajan for a while, but he's back in what is a very intriguing matchup against the Detroit Lions. And you're feeling OK with him against those those indoor cats who were forced to play outdoors. Yeah, one, Jared Goff might struggle to put up some points on the board. Who knows? But uh, Justin Fields in his last three games against the Lions has ran for over 100 yards in each of them. And it just so happens that the Lions allow the most rushing yards to quarterbacks so far this season. He is top 21 in three of his last four games. And quarterbacks against the Lions have top 21 in three of their last four games they have played. And the Lions, even if Goff struggles in the cold, we know they'll probably put up some points, which means the Bears will uh, they'll have to keep their foot on the gas in this one. Yeah, I think that's the case. I know Adam Rank is big on this. I mean, he's always big, obviously, on the Bears offense, but he does think is he? that he, I, I, this is the first that I'm sure you're hearing of it. Uh, but he does think that Justin Fields is going to push the ball downfield, that we won't see as many screens because a couple weeks ago, uh, more screens than a Black Friday sale for the uh, Chicago Bears <laughs> offense. 
Matthew Stafford, former Lion, now playing for the Rams. They got to go on the road to take on a very good Ravens defense. And it's been kind of an underwhelming year for Matthew Stafford. This feels sort of like an easy sit this week. Yeah, I, I know he's broken out the last couple of weeks with seven passing touchdowns in his last two games. And you're probably thinking I hate him or something because he's routinely <laughs> a sit in this article. But last week was the first time in almost two months that we saw him put up some serious yardage numbers. But now he gets the Ravens who have allowed the fewest passing touchdowns allowed. Uh, they've allowed the fewest yards to quarterbacks since week nine. Matthew Stafford right now, I think you sit him this week, but if you've been streaming quarterbacks and you've made the playoffs, check your waiver wire if he's out there because next week they get the commanders. That is a week you could play Matthew Stafford. This is not. Yeah, I think there are some playoff weeks for Matthew Stafford. This uh, is not a week that I would take that chance with him. Meanwhile, the other quarterback who plays his home games in Los Angeles, this one... This one is spicier than the chilaquiles I had this morning at breakfast. Ooh. Justin Herbert, huh? he's a sit this week. Look, I love Justin Herbert, the football player. I had him as my MVP pick coming into the season. That did not work out. But uh, Justin Herbert has become boom or bust as of late. 14 or fewer fantasy points in two straight in four of his last seven. Over 24 in those other three. That's why I say he's boom or bust. But... It's more about the matchup to me. Since week five, no quarterback has scored 18 fantasy points against the Broncos. In that span, they've played Patrick Mahomes twice. One time held him to six fantasy points. They played Josh Allen. They played CJ Stroud. They played Jordan Love. And they shut them all down to fewer than 18 fantasy points. Jordan Love being the only one with multiple passing touchdowns. And my big fear, if Patrick Sertan can limit or even shut down Keenan Allen, who else are you afraid of in this Chargers passing attack right now? So uh, because of the matchup, look, you're not sitting him for anyone. But if you have Jordan Love, if you have a Russell Wilson, uh, I think you could potentially get away from Justin Herbert. I mean, it's been it's been a rough year for Justin Herbert. And I think not all of it is his fault. Sometimes these guys just don't squeeze the football. And I think your point about where they go if Keenan Allen can't succeed uh, is a very valid one for the week. Speaking of Keenan Allen, let's turn our attention to wide receivers and who is on Florio's start sit list. We got DJ Moore as a start this week. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is always in play. Cortland Sutton comes down with the hardest touchdown catch every single week, it feels like. Rasheed Rice uh, in play. Jaden Reed, I think, it's a boost as well. My sits, Adam Thielen, it's just not the same without Frank Reich there. T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, and Tyler Lockett in a very tough matchup against your 49ers. So uh, let's go and dive into some of these individually. Rasheed Rice. We know that he is the wide receiver one in Kansas City. I feel like that has sort of been settled. You like him against your Buffalo Bills this week. I do. Uh, you, you mentioned that he is the wide receiver one there. He has led them in targets two weeks in a row. We know he's the top wide receiver. He's becoming their top target, it seems. Uh, the floor is safe. He gives you eight or more fantasy points seemingly every week uh, in each of his last eight games as well. And then he's topped 14 in two straight. So even one where he went over 24, we're seeing more upside. And this could be a week. I think it will be a week where the Bills are going to put up points on the Chiefs, so the Chiefs are going to have to put up points if, I mean, if they're capable of. With the offense is slowed down, I think they're going to bounce back this week. I think it's a high-scoring game uh, like we're used to when these two teams match up. Let's let's dissect that sentence. If the Chiefs are capable of putting up points. It's not a thing we have said during the Patrick Mahomes era, but this is where we are right now. 
I think they're going to look just fine this week. I think they're going to be fine. No this reverse week. jinx at all. Should be, should be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think this game is going to be fun this week. I, I think we'll all be enjoy watching it. Uh, T. Higgins, it's been a struggle for T. Higgins all year long. He's been injured. Uh, they've had quarterback issues early in the year. Joe Burrow wasn't healthy. Now Burrow's out for the rest of the year. Um, really beyond Jamar Chase, it's been hard to find any Bengals pass catchers worth starting. Yeah, and Jake Browning looked really good on Monday night, and it did not translate to any fantasy success for T. Higgins. He was fifth on the Bengals in targets last week, uh, and now he gets the Colts, right? who have allowed the fewest yards to wide receivers since week nine. They also use zone coverage at the highest rate in the NFL. T Higgins has struggled against zone coverage this year. So I know he's a big name and he's always capable of surprising, but given how uh, really down he's been this year, not even many ups. I I think that you've probably figured out how to survive without T Higgins. And that means you have other options. And if so, I would take him and get away from T this week. Yeah, it's, it's weird because for all the things Jake Browning did, it was very, very heavy. Jamar Chase. Uh, I think there's not enough upside to really worry about trying to squeeze T Higgins into a lineup there. Just getting started here. We're going to talk some running backs and tight ends. Stick around. We got plenty more here on the Stardom Sit'em Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Start sit running backs for week 14. Go. Austin Eckler, I know I said to sit Herbert. I still think you start him even with the volume concerns. The Dolphins have two absolute must-start RB1s every single week. Zach Moss gets too much volume. And I think A.J. Dillon, as long as Aaron Jones is still out, is in play this week. I don't want to do the Texans running back thing anymore. I'm washing (laughs) my hands clean of that. Uh, I I have Alexander Madison as a sit this week. Khalil Herbert and Kareem Hunt as well. Alexander Madison. Um, All right, let's talk about Zach Moss because I know it wasn't necessarily great uh, the last couple of weeks with him, but you mentioned the volume and the Bengals run defense has not been great. It feels like we're willing to give Zach Moss another opportunity. Yeah, a lot of people last week were like, you told me to play Zach Moss and he gave me eight fantasy points. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to tell you to play Zach Moss again next week because he played 94 percent of the snaps, 19 carries, three targets, but ran 29 routes. He's out there every single snap. That is why you just simply cannot pull him from your lineup. And especially like Marcus said, the Bengals have struggled against running backs, but they have allowed the fourth highest rate of runs that have gone for 10 or more yards. So give him that much volume against his defense. He's going to have a couple of big runs. He's going to have a bigger game. Last week was clearly a floor game. I mean, 
running back is pretty thin right now in fantasy. If you're telling me this guy's going to play over 90% of the snaps and get 20 touches, yeah, I don't see how you don't start him. Yeah, this is what we want is volume, especially this time of year when we're so uncertain about the running back position. Speaking of uncertainty about the running back position, I mean, Kareem Hunt, the volume hasn't been there. The target share hasn't been there. You really are praying he finds his way to the end zone. That's kind of it for him. Yeah, and, and I included Kareem Hunt because last week he had more work than Jerome Ford and, and 12 carries to Ford's uh, nine, I believe it was. And I just kind of wanted to be like, hey, take a, take, like, take a breath. We're not trusting Kareem Hunt here. I know Joe Mixon had a huge game last week on Monday Night Football. The Jaguars up until that point had allowed the fewest rushing yards in the NFL to running backs and just two touchdowns. I know Mixon scored two against them, but still, they've been extremely stingy against the position. Jerome Ford is the one who scored the touchdown last week. Uh, we saw Pierre Strong getting uh, some touches last week. It is a mess. I don't even love Jerome Ford this week, but I, I think volume probably wins out for him there Kareem Hunt I know he's a big name you might be thinking about streaming him I, I would get away I yeah I've pretty much gotten away from Kareem Hunt I think I've even dropped him in a couple of leagues because it just been has been so inconsistent that I, I don't even want it's what I don't want to look at him on the bench and be like maybe like no I don't I don't want that don't I'm doing that. the opposite I'm holding him and I don't start him any week but I'm too afraid to drop him. <laughs> I just had to make the move I'm sorry uh, let's get to tight ends though start sit at a position that we always are looking for help who do you like uh, no surprise here. My guy Dalton Kincaid must start every week. Kyle Pitts just for the week. I'm not trying to sell you uh, on him anymore. <laughs> uh, Jake Ferguson, I'm very excited about this week as well. A little bit spicy here, but sit Evan Ingram. Uh, Juwan Johnson, the Saints used four tight ends last week. And then Tyler Higby, that one big game a couple weeks ago is clearly the blip on the radar uh, for the Rams tight end there. All right. So we're going to talk Fergalicious, the F to the ERG, the I, the E. He's been really good for that most of the impressive. season. Thank, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Is he going to be Fergalicious against the Eagles, who've been pretty bad against tight ends this year? Yes. Yes. Like, easily, yes. Um, not only, one, he mossed Jamal Adams with the game on the line the other day, but he, he's been scoring touchdowns pretty consistently. A touchdown and more than 12 fantasy points in four of his last six games. But what I am so excited for, not only do the Eagles struggle against tight ends, they've allowed the second most yards over the middle, right? The middle portion of the field. Jake Ferguson is second on the Cowboys in targets in that portion of the field. Only CeeDee Lamb has more. And CeeDee Lamb is going to eat just fine this week. I think you start Obviously, Lamb. I think you could start Ferguson. I think you start Brandon Cooks. Get your Cowboys pass catchers in your lineup. Get them week. in your lineup. Maybe not Michael Gallup, but I think pretty yeah. much everybody else uh, is in play there for Dallas. All right. So I know you were caveating it that, uh, you know, we're, we're not quite as all in on Kyle Pitts as we were early in the season, but the matchup seems right this week for him. Yeah, and he had a team-high eight targets last week, so that is always encouraging. And like Marcus said, the matchup, the Bucks since week nine, they've allowed the third most yards to tight ends. They've allowed a ton of yardage through the air just in general. Uh, and, and I know like people are asking about Drake London, Kyle Pitts this week. My thing is the, the bar for fantasy success is so, like if Kyle Pitts and Drake London each gave you nine fantasy points, you're going to be like solid day for my tight end, bad day for my wide receiver. So because of that, I, I'll just take the play in the tight end here. Yeah, uh, tight ends against the Bucks uh, always feels like sort of a good opportunity right there. By the way, uh, on the side too, I like Kate Otten as a deep sleeper because tight ends against the Falcons, also uh, a pretty good opportunity there. Uh, we talked about the Saints quarterbacks and how you were avoiding all of them throughout time and space. Uh, tight end, Juwan Johnson. 
Uh, I will throw this note in there. Uh, Taysom Hill has not been at practice all week long. We'll see whether or not he plays this week. But uh, either way, you're still not on with Jawan Johnson. I, I streamed him last week. He gave me zero fantasy points. I'm, I don't know. I don't want to do it again. Uh, the ceiling isn't that high and the floor is zero. So it's very risky. Last week, Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown. Foster Moreau had a long catch and run. Taysom Hill's out there doing Taysom Hill things. Uh, and whether or not he plays, I mean, using three tight ends is bad for fantasy purposes. So uh, especially against the Panthers, which is a game where the Saints probably will have a lead regardless of who is their quarterback. I, I just I think the floor is way too risky with Jawan Johnson. That being said, if Taysom Hill suits up for the Saints, you plug him in and you start him uh, as your tight end. He will get a goal line touchdown in this one. Yeah, I mean, look, if Taysom plays, then then we're starting Taysom. That's all there is to it. Jawan Johnson, definitely a lot more volatile uh, if you're just kind of trying to stream tight ends, especially if we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, too. That's uh, another part of the equation there. Still to come, Laquan Jones stops by to talk some sleepers, plus taking our weekly trip to Club Dub. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Part of the show where Laquan Jones gets to come and hang out with us on the couch, sporting a pretty snappy Godzilla t-shirt. Look at that. Let's go. Godzilla King of the Monsters is an all-time classic. The original 1954 Godzilla King of the Monsters. It is a great film. I'm not like I'm not even being ironic here. Like it is a legitimate good film. Like go watch it. (laughs) I'm gonna have to go check it out. Uh, It's a very cautionary tale about the the dangers of nuclear power, nuclear testing, that sort of thing. Mm. Check it out. I'm being, I'm like, I'm really being serious about it. <laughs> yeah. right, anyway, let's get serious about this whole thing. We're talking some sleepers here because this is important. It's week 14. People are trying to make the playoffs. We got two teams on a bye. We got a lot of people hurt. People are looking for sleepers. So we'll go around the horn. We each got a couple of them. Uh, LQ, who is your first sleeper for the week? Uh, I'm rocking with Alec Pierce this week, man. He had a career high of 100 receiving yards last week, but only three catches. But he's a guy that can take the top off the defense, stretch the field. And going up against his Bengals defense, this will be a game where you can get Get the real chunk plays out of him and you're looking at this Bengals defense also they're allowing the most big plays and he's lined up out wide and the Bengals right now are allowing the second most receptions of 20 plus yards that are wide receivers that are lined up out wide so i'm looking at this matchup i'm like look i need help i need a guy in the flex i think i can look to alec pierce to be downfield and get some touchdowns man and he's closing that gap on josh downs in terms of snaps and targets i know we were stepping up we were were trying to make fetch happen with uh with josh downs and it might not be happening right now yeah not right now (laughs) backseat i know you like pierce as well i do i do like pierce as well i mean look i feel like he and down downs have similar target shares i want the guy who's going to get chunk plays yeah They're, they're they're targeting him downfield josh downs as much as i like his talent 
Like his his average depth of target is like three yards. Yeah. Ugh. Never want my wide receiver to be catching the ball and the blue line of scrimmage line to still be on the screen. That <laughs> seems bad. Uh, Florio, I'm not going to call you a homer, but you do like Gabe Davis this week. I do. Um, and I have been kind of hard on Gabe Davis this year, but uh, we know he is boomer bust. And we know that he is coming off of a big game against an Eagles secondary. He had over 16 fantasy points against them. But the thing is... He comes to play in Arrowhead. In his last two games against the Kansas City Chiefs, he has gone for 275 yards and five touchdowns. 275 and five in two games? Are you kidding me? And then, uh, again, uh, the Chiefs offense is going to look great this week. No doubt about that. Uh, So if they're putting up points, the Bills are going to have to put up points, and they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, look, Gabe Davis... He kind of is who we thought he was at this point, right? He's a boomer bust guy, but this is a, a big game for the Bills. It's a game potentially high scoring. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for Gabe Davis to be the good Gabe Davis. I was going to say be Gabe Davis, but, the, you know, who knows what that Gabriel, means. Gabriel, Gabe, he might be two different right? people. We should, you know what? When he's really, really good, he's Gabe. Like, when he plays I poorly, he's, he's I'm Gabriel. Gabriel. Yes. Yeah, so I think we get Gabe this week and not Gabriel. There we go. Um, I don't know what we call A.J. Dillon when he's good versus when he's not, uh, but I do think this is a week for him to be pretty good. Um, Aaron Jones did practice on Friday, but there's still some question whether or not he's going to play. Uh, on that MetLife turf against the Giants on Monday night. If he does not go, which seems sort of wise against uh, on that turf there with a knee injury, we're going to see A.J. Dillon get a big workload. He's had about 65% of the carries in the recent weeks with no Aaron Jones. And the Giants have been giving up a lot to running backs over the last few weeks. I'm expecting the Packers to have a lead here in this one and that they'll be able to run the football in the second half. You're not looking for efficiency. You're looking for volume. Uh, and that's what it is for, uh, as you mentioned, Florio, our favorite online farmer. Uh, you could play any game online. Why would you play one where you just sit there and watch someone farm? I truly don't get it. Uh, I got no answers for you. No. <laughs> I got nothing. I really got no answers for you. Uh, all right, OQ. Uh, in Cleveland, Joe Flacco may or may not be the quarterback this week. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski is being coy about it. I'm going to say we got Joey Vincent this week yeah. uh, throwing the football. And his uh, A1 bestie going from New York to Cleveland appears to be Elijah Moore. Yeah, I like him as a sleeper this week, man, because that connection between him and Pretty Flacco is only going to increase <laughs> as the Flacco. season wraps up. So I really like him as a guy that is being utilized last week as a all-around wide receiver. He led all wide receivers in week 13 in air yards. So with Joe Flacco taking the chances downfield, trying to get him involved with a healthy target share as well. He had 12 targets last week. So if Joe Flacco is in the mix this week as a starter, I could see him performing just like last week, but maybe at a higher ceiling. So if you need a wide receiver, he's highly available on the waiver wire as well. So you snag him, put him in, plug and play, put some points on the board. Yeah, I know. I've been big on on Elijah Moore ever since they added Joe Flacco. They worked well together with the Jets. Last week, we saw him get a whole lot of love. And even the, this week, I don't know if you saw the video where uh, Elijah Moore snuck into the, the, the back of the press scrum and was like asking him questions. Uh, it was very funny. So uh, go check it out. But Elijah Moore, I think I, I have uh, some high hopes for this week. Absolutely. Um, Florio, we have gone round and round and round about the Ravens backfield, but Keaton Mitchell 
I don't know if he's the new hotness, but he is the dude that we all really like right now. Yeah, and the reason why we like him is because he's explosive. Like, Gus Edwards, yeah, he'll he'll probably still get those goal line touches, but if any of these Ravens running backs are going to go off and break out a big long run or something like that, Keaton Mitchell is their best bet, and he led the Ravens' backfield in snaps, carries, and targets two weeks ago before their bye. My hope is that... You know, the Ravens use their week off to kind of be like, hey, we need to get this kid more involved, get him more touches, make him a bigger part of the offense. If he gets a post bump by, I truly believe he has RB1 upside in this matchup and moving forward. But even if he doesn't, I think the upside is worth uh, getting him in as he maybe an RB2 or a flex. Who has been better at sort of defying gravity, right? Is it Keaton Mitchell or is it Devon Achan? Because both these guys just feel <laughs> unsustainable, the but they both keep doing it right now. It, it's probably Achan because yeah. that dude is averaging like 31 points per game. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, both of them. I mean, just just literally defying gravity. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to round this out with Jerry Judy going against the Los Angeles Chargers. I get it, man. Like, Whatever you feel about him, I mean, he kind of has been a jag this year. He's mostly been just a guy, just one touchdown, no real big games. This feels like a chance for him to have one of the biggest games of the year. The Chargers secondary uh, has sort of been a mess most of the season. They have the third most explosive plays allowed, explosive plays uh, according to next-gen stats being pass plays uh, of 16 or more air yards. We know Cortland Sutton's going to do his thing because every week he has some sort of ridiculous acrobatic catch, but this could be an opportunity for Jerry Judy to sort of get in on the fun. Uh, I do also like Russell Wilson as a sleeper for what it's worth. Um, So I I think Jerry Judy finally gets something going his way this week Uh, and has a, a really decent day against the Chargers. I mean, OK, are we sort of off the overall Jerry Judy bandwagon? Because I know a couple of years ago we thought maybe he was going to be a thing. No, I definitely thought he would probably be a guy, but he's starting to look like just a guy. Just you a know guy. what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not too sure what to do with him in Dynasty as well. Um, redraft, I kind of was like off the bandwagon, kind of fade and kind of wait and see how this offense turns out. But he's kind of just in the mix. He's just there most of the games. Yeah. We know what Steve Smith would say. Yeah, oh, we definitely yeah, know what Steve know. Smith would say about it. He's bringing uh, the heat. <laughs> man, Steve Smith, like the one guy that I would not get in an altercation with here no, at, ever. at NFL Media. Just, just don't do We're it. We're like the same height, but no. Just don't do it. <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> Time now for Club Bill. These are the guys. We guarantee we'll score you at least 25 fantasy points this week. LQ, who you got? Listen, I got Jameer Gibbs. Any chance that I can get to put him in my starting lineup, it would be this week, man. He's so explosive. And I think the key for the for the Lions to get the win out of this is to put the ball in his hands. If we look back at week 11, he had six receptions, which was second on the team. So how you beat this Bears rush defense is to get him involved in the passing game because the Bears are allowing the third most receptions to running backs this season. And since David Montgomery has come back from injury, his focus has shifted more on the ground. So therefore you get Jameer Gibbs involved how he was in week 11 when they got that win. And he had 21 fantasy points that week. So let's get to 25 this week. Cash in big this week, Jameer Gibbs. All right. So Jameer Gibbs uh, gets the thumbs up. Uh, who do you got? Michael Pittman Jr. Look, you, Alec Pierce, definitely a sleeper, but the the one that gets this offense going, Michael Pittman Jr. Since week six, 
14 or more fantasy points in every game. Routinely goes for over 16. Uh, last week, 27.5. The week before, 20.7. He is one of five wide receivers who gets 10 or more targets like in, in seven or more games this year. The volume, the production, all of that is too good. Plus, I don't think enough people are talking about it. The Colts are probably fighting for their playoff life this week. If they lose, it, it is very hard for them to get in. So I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to have a big, big game. Definitely like Michael Pittman this week. I mean, he has been the star. The straw that stirs the drink there in the uh, the Indianapolis offense. For me, I'm going with the pride of Freedom High School in Oakley, California. Joseph Tyler Mixon uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals going against those same Indianapolis Colts. And the one thing we have seen over the last few weeks, especially with Jake Browning at quarterback, is that Mixon is very heavily involved in the passing game. Uh, we know he's going to get the rushing opportunities, has 100% of Cincinnati's rushing touchdowns this year. But the fact that he is catching the ball more, uh, I mean, it's a thing we saw early in the season with no Samaj P. Ryan. They were getting him involved. But now with a quarterback who's just starting to get comfortable pushing the ball downfield uh, still means we get a whole lot of Joe Mixon. Uh, look, he hasn't had one of those weird spike games where he gets like 40 points and then follows it up with like seven the next week. <laughs> He's been, you know, 20 to 25. And then like his low games are like, you know, 10 to 12, which I can deal with a little bit more than the super highs and the super lows. I think this is another game, though, where you get Joe Mixon over 25 points, and he continues to be a really nice option for you, especially if you drafted him as an RB2. Uh, he's yeah. giving you RB1 numbers uh, Kudos so far to this you. Year. You called his big game on Monday night last week as well. Yeah, I just, you know, like I just... Most because I just didn't believe in anybody else. In that <laughs> uh, I mean, shout out to Jake Browning because he looked really, really good. He's got that dog in him, and not just because he played for the University of Washington. There it is. Uh, hey, we appreciate you hanging out with us. That'll do it for this edition of the Stardom Sit'em Show. Of course, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, X, Twitter, uh, at NFL Twitter. Fantasy. You can follow each of us individually as well, but that'll do it for this edition of the show. For Laquan Jones, for Michael F. Florio, I am Marcus Grant. Enjoy week 14, everybody. Good luck on getting into the fantasy playoffs. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.